Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from BBC Studios, the commercial subsidiary of the BBC. Hello and welcome to the BBC Studios TalentWorks podcast, presented to you by me, Brona Monaghan. And me, Helen O'Donnell. This is an interview series with digital talent. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Our first episode is with Joe Sugg. This was recorded in September 2018 and we talk about everything from Joe's YouTube channel, his management company, to, at the time, his debut on Strictly Come Dancing. Joe is one of the UK's most celebrated YouTube creators with over 8 million subscribers on his channel. Joe's passions vary from comedy to music to gaming, but the word that brings his output together is entertainment. His love of entertainment has manifested in projects such as his graphic novel series, username Avi, which was the fastest selling graphic novel, a record that he basically created. He starred in the Hit the Road films with his roommate and best friend Casper Lee, which went on to tour the UK and Australia as a live show. He launched a successful merchandise line, Sug Life, with his sister Zoe Sug, aka Zoella. And most recently, he's been announced as part of this year's Strictly Come Dancing, the ultimate entertainment show on television. So today we're going to talk to Joe about what being a creator means to him and how he's been able to build his childhood dreams into a reality and an incredibly successful career as one of the early adopters of YouTube. Thanks for coming on, Joe. Thanks for having me. Hi, always a pleasure. Um, so we wanted to talk about creativity with you. When do you think you first realised you were creative? I used to always love drawing. I was very, very into drawing and that's what made me a lot of friends in school because I was the kid in school who could draw, like cartoons. Um, and even looking back through like old, because you know you keep all your old artwork and stuff when you're younger and stuff. Um, found all that in the loft. It's now my nan's house, cluttering up her spare room. <laughs> but it's found all that and it was like, my drawings, even for that age, like a five-year-old, was always quite good, um, quite a high level. And I've got very creative parents in different fields. Like my mm-hmm. dad's very creative in terms of his sense of humour and like comedy and stuff. Whereas my mum is very creative. Like she makes um, silver jewellery at the moment, and she's she's always painting. She does really good um, watercolour paintings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's always been in the family. Well, growing up, when I was like sort of fourteen, fifteen, I grew up loving. Um, I watched a lot of skateboarding videos, uh, and. Remember the TV show Jackass? Yeah. Like that, for me, was like, I just wanted to, even though they said, don't recreate this stuff, you're going to do it anyway. Um, so me and my cousin used to make videos like Jackass, jumping hedges, like trying to do tricks on skateboards. Yeah, like parkour, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And then, um, uh, and we, we filmed these videos, but we didn't have anywhere to put it. Like, didn't have anywhere to put it. We put music to it, edited it, and that kind of thing, and like Windows Movie Maker, like back in the day. Um, but didn't have anywhere to put it. Um, and saying that, me and my sister also bought a load of blank cassette tapes and just used to make our own little radio stations yeah. and stuff. Or like plays, we'd like play characters on these tapes. I really wish I could find them because there's like, there's a whole gold. video in that. That'd be so gold, oh, yeah. Oh no. Um, Are they definitely gone? Yeah, I think oh. so. I just can't find them anywhere. Um, but I think, yeah, that that kind of stuff, We and we were always putting on plays for our parents and fi- using our parents' camcord to film whatever we could. Uh, we used to go on holidays to Portugal and Zoe actually filmed, she actually vlogged 
she's a video on her channel of mm -hmm. her like showing her first ever vlog and it was like she was filming herself being like so we're just off to this restaurant now and like this giant camcorder and at the time we were like what are you doing mm -hmm. and like, now it's like we were literally well zoe especially was vlogging before it was even a thing yeah and obviously youtube came along um and there's a place you could then put your videos and they could be seen by strangers um and like rated back then it was like ratings like five star ratings and stuff um and then she got quite big on it obviously started with the blog yeah then went in to make videos and then off the back of that she showed me people like alfie casper like jim marcus like all their videos being like joe look what these guys are doing like this is their this is their like career kind of yeah. thing. I guess actually no, even back then it wasn't a career. Yeah. So the fun of it and they were like making it, I guess, like a little bit of money for side. And I was thinking, cool, I could do that. That's what we did growing up anyway. I thought, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. Um, gave it a go and now it's now it's now I'm on your now I'm on your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And was whenever you watched um, all of those guys' videos, was there a kind of thing like, oh, I'd, I'd quite like to replicate something that they're doing or did you think, actually, I'd like to put a spin on it or did you have a plan of what your channel could potentially be? Yeah, I think even from day one, I didn't really know what my woman, I didn't really know what I wanted my channel to be. Yeah. Um, and there was stuff that I wanted to do, but I, with everyone's ideas, I always try and put a spin on it. Because um, I think for me, a big part of the channel is being original and I think that's mm -hmm. the kind of, that's the, I think when you ask people what my channel's about and what I'm known for on YouTube, it's either like the pranks yeah, or like they always say that I'm the one that comes up with like new ideas. Yeah. I always, I see, always see like comments being like, you're so creative. Like, how do you think of these ideas? And I, I, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's just from when I just see things in general, I always in the back of my mind think of how can you make that entertaining? Mm -hmm. How can you make that entertaining yeah. idea? Um, what's the format yeah exactly cool. that's really cool because i think that like me and helen talk about this quite a lot and we're saying that youtube is such an amazing platform to test formats because it's almost yeah. like hey what what would i want my dream to be mm. and you've got an audience there that you get immediate feedback yeah. on it yeah and even like i guess but then i guess that's the tricky thing about being a creative as well because there's probably stuff that you really want to do yeah. and then you might put it out there and your audience just says oh i just want you to do the stuff that you do oh, yeah that's the thing they they still like what i've realized <laughs> Prank well, Casper again. an audience of that size <laughs> yeah you can't keep everyone happy no and um, there's always gonna be people that won't like new things because people naturally don't like change um and i always want to evolve and do new i never like to do th one thing too many times mm -hmm. um but people still were like, do another one of these. And like, yeah. That, like, laugh under the yeah. Years ago. Right. Can you think of examples where you've taken creative risks? Like at the time you were like, oh gosh, this feels like a stretch. Um, yeah. There's, there's been a few videos that I've like, I always find the videos where I put more effort in, like and more production behind it, never do as well. And they're always a bit of a risk. But I did uh, a video last, I think it was last year now, um, where I rented a boxing ring. Uh, and completely like light proofed it so it was pitch black um got like a uv camera and had like a box because mm. boxing was obviously and still is like, yeah at the moment i try to jump on that wave and do a blindfolded boxing like not blindfolded, yeah. but like kind of like it's pitch black so they couldn't see each other but yeah the audience can um and it didn't and it was one of the first videos i think that didn't um sort of smash it straight away. it was a real slow burn and i was sort of like oh, it's, it's difficult mm. it's the one video yeah where, I got really, really excited about the idea, but then I'll do a video where, you know, I put a shock pad on someone 
and then give them questions about like females yeah and that yeah kind of thing. And if they get it wrong they get like a, a contraction yeah and it just smashes it and yeah it's so, and that's like such a simple idea but it did so much better than something that we put a lot more time and effort into and what about off platform so you've got you've obviously done your book you did the mm. film you've done live shows did they feel like risks at the time like uh, they did sort of but i think we just the, the good thing was i was the i was never the first there was always someone before me that did that kind of thing before, except for the films. Obviously, everyone was at the time was bringing a book out. Yeah. Um, but I think what was good with me was it was something that was quite close to my. Like I grew up reading comics. Like there's, uh, just, that was my thing because of the drawing. Yeah. All these comics as well, um, and because of that, I was always. I remember the meetings that we had with um, Hodder, the publisher, and they knew as well that I didn't want to do a, like a standard book especially not about myself either. That's not the sort of thing that I'd want to do yet anyway. Because um, I just don't think it's a bit too early for that. But yeah, and so we both sort of agreed that this is much more my sort of thing. Um, and it's a bit of a risk because it's a completely different genre. Yeah. Well. I didn't know how it's going to do. Because um, at the time, it's like it's, the audience, I thought, they are just more into you. So it's like maybe yeah. hard to, to sell a book that's not about you because they, yeah. you know, they watch you for you. Um, so a lot of other YouTube books did really, really well. I mean, mine smashed it, which mm-hmm. is great, but it would have been an easier and less risky to do a book that's about me with pictures of me in it and stuff because in the day, the audience, the younger ones especially, that's what they want. Yeah. Um, but you've got to find that balance of what they want, but also what you want. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And now that you're working with talent through Margravine yeah. Management, um, which if people listening don't know what that is, that is yours and Casperly's talent management company. Yes. Um, now that you're working with talent, would you then have that in mindset? They say, Joe, I want to start, I don't know, like a bouncy castle business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to take yeah. off. <laughs> like, How do you know about the bouncy castle? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that is, I think that's the main thing about what we're doing. Is, and the main thing that attract, makes it attractive to yeah. people that are looking to get managed by people is the fact that it's fronted by two... Well, we're now, I guess we're now classed as like OGs. Or, <laughs> we're like the old, Which is old crazy. Um, and it just moves so quick. But it's like, I think if I was a young... Cause like when, when I signed to my previous management, yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just did it because Zoe was with them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool, easy, job done. So yeah. Zoe's all right with it. I'm all right with it. Um, but obviously I was lucky because I had my sister to advise me on stuff like that but there's so many creators up and coming now who have no idea and I get so many DMs from people being like like friends of mine who are smaller creators being like do you know this this person are they they like a legit company like Mm -hmm. they don't know yeah in such an era now where um, you know people can try and like fleece you and that kind of thing especially online it's all like you never really know who to trust and that kind of thing um and do you feel like you've built up a, like an awareness of that? I've learned so much about management and about how yeah. that kind of side of it, the business side of it works. But my main thing is obviously being creative. So I think my official role is creative director. Oh, hello. Great so title. So that looks great on the old uh, Tinder bio. <laughs> um, the whole idea is that we're like act as mentors. Mm-hmm. So we've got the people in place that are going to act as the, the main managers and stuff. But our, me and Casper's roles are to advise yeah more or less and help boost them as much as we can 
So it'd be that coming up with video ideas for more thinking, like how can you, like my whole thing that I want to do is help create formats on their channels. So if we've got like a, um, a girl who's into like fashion, mm -hmm. what I want to do is sit down with this the creator and be like, let's try and think of something you can do on your channel as a series that is so original and new yeah. that no one else is doing. Then you own that. And then who knows, sponsors will be interested in it because it's a for, like sponsors exactly. nowadays, they want formats. That's yeah. what they want IP that they can take hold of. Um, which is interesting because that's that's really no different to TV like TV wants returnable yeah, series exactly. which is almost the same thing that what you're describing when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did you have your eye on anyone oh, yeah. that you wanted so, to manage? You've had this idea for so long and obviously the viewers and the people that watch us don't they never really understand how long this process has been going on for it's mm -hmm. been a long long time um so they they don't understand that we were already like looking at people to sign mm -hmm. once we announced it right so at the moment they're all like people that like our friends anyway and that yeah kind of thing. um so we had people be like oh just sign your mates it's like well yeah we have to start you know somewhere with, with somewhere but um and whose channels you're invested in exactly yeah. exactly yeah i mean we're, we're in their videos anyway and it, yeah. it kind of just makes sense and like we have their like best interests and that kind of thing um but the but through like things like especially like margravine's like instagram account we just have so many people that have come forward being like here's my channel like check me out and it's it's, it's basically not doing like the work for us like mm -hmm. rather than having to go out and try and find people and um try and get an interview with them or like try and sit down with them and meet them it's so much easier to do it through yeah. that and to find them and that kind of thing um how many submissions would you say you're getting a day i'd have to ask casper's in control oh is it yeah. <laughs> he's not let you have the login no so he's he's in control but he said it was it's like mad there's so yeah. much and it, the instagram account it, like the followers went so like much more we um we had a production company um instagram account and it just surpassed that within like days because it's everyone's interested. They see it as kind of like a this is our chance that mm -hmm. we could be seen. This could be a great. This could be great for us. That almost like I get like kind of like a little bit like X Factory kind of vibes. Yeah. Like, as in like we're like the judges like trying to find the next the YouTube or whatever, which is cool. If that's the way it's going, I don't know, but that's I don't know. It's just it's it's cool but it's it's weird as well for mm. me because obviously I'm still a content creator myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to like obviously split my time between managing but also doing my own thing um so there's gonna be times where i'm like i've got this really awesome idea 
but it won't really work for my channel. But it would work for this person. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like um, songwriting. Yeah. I feel like it's like writing a song, but you think, I mean, this is a cool song, but, but not, for not, me. Why, not for me. Not for me. It'd be great for someone else. That's the kind of world I want to live in. <laughs> I think. I think that actually that role of creative director is so necessary in the digital talent industry because yeah. I think so many people will come from traditional backgrounds and think, well, I know how to manage talent, but mm. it's such a different creative output. Yeah. to come up with those format ideas and it's yeah, almost yeah. you you do need you probably I mean you obviously are always going to need your business-minded people yeah. but there's also so much to be said for being able to speak to your manager in a creative way and yeah. for them to understand I can't actually come up with anything this week or like I feel yeah. or those times when you feel really deflated or yeah. uninspired mm. and so it does take for almost to wear like a manager hat but then also like a producer hat and yeah. also then like the commercial hat and yeah I, I I feel like if anybody was going to start a digital talent agency now, there has to be a creative yeah. department yeah. in it. Yeah, especially like to to warrant like commission being taken. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to be sort of giving like doing or like obviously like managing, but also that's what I look forward to is like the sitting down like a big goal for me would be sitting down with a um, a talent and creating something that's massive for their channel and is like gets the sponsorship or becomes a, a show on Netflix, something mm-hmm. that'd be like, for me, that's that's the goal. So in terms of like business man, Joe, yeah. is it difficult to manage if you, they are your, some of you are your friends? Uh, do you know what? At the moment, no, it's, yeah. it's not too bad. Um, because I'm more of like the mentor kind of role as well. It's not, I'm not too much involved with all the like actual like negotiations and that kind of thing. I can give my advice like, um, for Mikey the other day, what should I give my advice about? He had some something that came up, and I was like, "Do you not be great?" Because I can't remember what the what the chat was about it, but there was a little bit of I'm in an iron about a certain thing, and I I said to him, I said, "Look, from my point of view, do it, do this, um, get me and Casper involved in it. We'll be in it with you, and we'll just try and make it as big as we can, as, be- as best as we can, and then." what you'll realise is that that will actually then open up more doors in the future mm-hmm. with whoever that is and this kind of thing. Um, so it's like little things like that is like what I think it's all about for us. Yeah, because it's almost like you'll probably have experienced most of the situations that they're going through yeah, now. Exactly. That's the whole thing is that we, yeah, if they say, I want to do a book deal, I'll be like, cool, this is what I learned from mm-hmm. my mistakes. I mean, I didn't <laughs> but I was like, avoid this, do this. Like, like from my personal point of view, I did this and it worked really, really well. Like that's, I think what gives us an extra edge in that whole management space is that mm-hmm. we have the, the, a lot of first-hand knowledge about what they're going through. Because we all, we, it all sort of popped up. So yeah. like in the last sort of six years, everyone is just going with it. Like it's such a new platform. It's such a new mm-hmm. form of media. Everyone's just like guessing. Goes rogue everyone's a little guessing. bit. Everyone's sort of thinking, well, I hope this is the way it's going at the moment. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that you were that you were thinking about that at the time of hit the road as well. Yeah, yeah, a long time. It's it's weird that like some of the conversations we have, we look back now and think, oh my god, it all like this is this. Yeah, it it's crazy. Good fun. Um, it's, yeah, it's weird going from like 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 the last two years of like mm-hmm. really getting into the business side of it. But that's interesting because from the outside, people might be like, "Oh, it's a bubble. Look what that." You know, but it's like at the time, you're still thinking, "Okay, what, what's my next move? What's my next move yeah. going to be?" Yeah, you have to like think, think ahead. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone 
on the roster at the minute that reminds you of like you and your friends at the in the early days? Um, no, not really. I, not really at the moment. But the okay. thing, good thing is like the the roster already is um, very like diff like different types of content being created. Yeah, which I think it's quite cool. Um, I I really want to find a group that's like ours. Okay, but yeah. like youngsters, so yeah. like. 16 to 18 year olds like group of group of guys who you know get up to mischief mm -hmm. get up to fun just film it and they've got like a really good clear like connection chemistry yeah, yeah, yeah. there'll be loads of 16 year olds are like come on yeah. let's join a gang that's what I'm looking for if you know anyone <laughs> parent get your kids oh. start filming your kids <laughs> it's magic isn't it though they get, like it is all about like the chemistry and the bonds between people yeah. as as much as it is who they are yeah yeah yeah, definitely. I think people yeah. see through that. People see that the thing is now as well, when you're starting a channel, people know what it's like to be a big YouTuber now. They know the 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 pros from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I mean. They know they know what to expect now. Whereas when we started, we didn't know any of this. Um, so we did it purely because it was a good laugh. We're enjoying it. We're like, oh my God, we can literally film our lives. Um, it's cool. And we can watch back on it when we're older, which I thought was great. But now people know about it. So I think it's quite clear to see who is doing it because it's a great job and it, or it's like well mm -hmm. paid if you're, you know, if you're top of your game kind of thing. Um, and obviously the fans and that kind of thing, like people, people want that. They want to be, want to be like famous and stuff yeah. online. Um, I know. And it's always those moments, I guess, when they turn up for their first meet and greet and there's loads of people there. Yeah, like exactly. that's always the first yeah, the, kind of exciting moment. Because yeah. in a way it... Now, I don't want to get on a diner, but it's almost like it's it is sad in a way that you know we've had that wave, mm. and now people see immediately as it right. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this into a business. It's yeah. almost like just enjoy being creative and growing mm. your audience, and try not to think too much. Because yeah, yeah. as a 16 year old, you don't want to think too much about commercial things. No, and... exactly. But they do. At the moment. Yeah. They're, they're, that's it. They're, Savvy. They think of the brand deals and all this kind of stuff. You think, <laughs> Christ, scary. Yeah. So is there anybody um, outside of your own roster who you think is really killing it at the moment in the digital space? Um, I feel like that I think America is still obviously like I always seen America as like a, a few years ahead of the UK in terms of like just everything. When you go out to LA, you just sense it. It's so much more accepted in America. I think the mm -hmm. UK is such is still like quite a scary thing for for everyone like who doesn't understand it um but in america they just, they just get it so there's a lot of americans youtubers that are just killing it at the moment and we're doing really really well i think in the uk um i've always really enjoyed the side men what they do i think that what they do is really really good um there are a few youtubers can't remember their names but they like they follow they all do these like trends and they're very good at like following the trends of what's cool like um and they're so on it I wish I was that on it. I feel like I've sort of slipped a bit. I'm sort of like, what, what, what are the kids doing nowadays? Oh, they're, they're hiding in their own houses for 24 hours, like their parents saying. And you watch it and it's like... Is that an actual thing? It's an actual thing. It's hiding your house. So you, you pretend that you've left the house. Um, and then you actually <laughs> climb back in through your window and hide in your, in your house. Ultimate hide and seek. Without your parents knowing stuff. And then what's the payoff? I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm starting to get to that age. I'm like, I'm starting to not understand like fidget spinners, slime, yeah, pancake art. I'm like, I don't, oh I don't know all this stuff. Yeah, in fact, the hot knife. What happened to that? Oh, <laughs> but then also on the flip side, you don't. 
Yes, it's 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 good to kind of be part of a trend for one moment, but you don't want to be so reliant on trends That's because the then you're not setting a kind of yeah, you're not creating a brand. My I the, the amount of times where I think look, I could do a video with like when the hot knife thing was cool. Like, I had a ton of ideas, but I was kind of like I didn't really want to. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't like following trends. Mm-hmm. I'm always with everything. I'm always a bit either too way too late for it, or I want to be like one of the first to do it. Do you have a creative process? It's quite sporadic. Okay. Yeah, not really. I I I, I used to watch, uh, growing up, watch a lot of like um, game shows, like TV shows, like fr- like things like one of my favorite shows that that, I, that gets me creative and like what one that I've always respected is Shooting Stars with Vic Reeves and Bob. Yeah. Like their humor um, is very much also my dad's humor. That's why I think my humor is slightly like that as well um, sometimes. And some of the stuff they come up with, like, I love the ideas where it's such a simple, stupid idea, but because they're so funny with it, it makes it fun. They also really commit to stuff, don't they? So if they've got an idea, they're like, right, we're all, we're in, we're in this. As a part of being a bit like of a halfway house about Mm. something, (coughs) especially when things are filmed, you can really tell if someone's only going it a bit of the way. There's one, there's one, I watched an episode from ages ago and there's one bit they did, the finale so the winner had to stand like plinth um, with a, a toy like uh, a toy shield, a kid's toy shield and a helmet, like a knight's helmet or whatever. Um, and they like they had animals, like stuffed animals on like these strings and like flew them at them to start with like a, a water bowl on a string. And they'd release it and it'd go down and hit the shield. Like, Do you know what I mean? It's such a stupid idea, but it's like, it's hilarious to watch. And they get bigger and bigger until they got to like a... I don't know, like a, a warthog or something, and obviously that crashing in knocked them off. Um, and that that was like I was like, you could like no one's done that on YouTube. No. And then I did a, a similar idea with uh, with JJ. Yeah. Um, KSI, where he, we were on a chair, toy shield, toy helmet, <laughs> um, but it was more like we had objects. We had like lettuces, we had like tennis balls, and like you just had to try and stay on the chair. And you could <laughs> the chair. Um, so it's things like that like growing up I used to love shows like that like silly like shows and think how can you as well I always notice from sitcoms so I watch a lot of sitcoms as well like things like The Young Ones I used to love The Young Ones like um, all those old school ones like even like My Family and mm-hmm. that like throughout the ages watching all different sitcoms and I noticed that they're all just the same storylines a lot of these but just with different characters yeah they, they tweak it slightly but it's all fundamentally the same situation mm-hmm. just to go back to your video with jj then how do you do you did you say to like what is the process of making that happen like did you show the original uh i didn't know that's the thing. i didn't show it to him i just saw yeah that's what they did how can i sort of do that replicate this but put my own sort of spin on it yeah turn it into more of a, a current like newer thing yeah um and that's that's just how i do it really and then just sort of explain the idea um a lot of the time with my friends, I don't explain the idea till they're in my house. Right. So and then they can't like, leave. Right, you can't leave. Right, put this uh, electric shock collar on. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but I noticed that you could do the same thing with the, with the situation comedy, the sitcoms, with video ideas on YouTube. Like, there's so many ideas that were so great and what made TV shows what they were. You could, re- you could redo that, put a new like, YouTube spin on it, and it would do, it would do well. Yeah. Redoing the whole thing. So at the moment, you've just started Strictly. Yes, I'm in full training. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like again a real like step change for you, right? Yes. So yeah. what made you want to do Strictly? Um, 
weirdly that I wrote on my on my phone a list of pros and cons because I was there's been times in the past I don't know if they've asked me before I can't remember but I know there was something that they wanted to get me involved with and I said look I don't want to do any of these shows um I said but if I did do one later on down because I thought back then this was like 2015 I was like we were sort of me and Casper like the prime of the pranks and stuff and I was like it's just not uh, we were like smashing it on YouTube I was like I just want to mm-hmm. focus on this right now yeah um I said, but do you know what? If I was going to do any of them, it would be that one because it's like you're actually learning a skill, and it's like it's it's the biggest TV show yeah. of the year. Um, it's so like I've heard like nothing but good things about it. It's like apparently it's like life changing. It you meet so many cool, amazing people and that kind of thing. Um, I said, so if I if it was one, I, if I had to do one, it would do that. It would be that one. Um, and then they wanted a meeting with me, um, and at the time I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go in because I want to meet them anyway because. I'm working on like um, show ideas and it'd be great to obviously meet the people at the BBC and like if I ever mm-hmm. want to submit a show or something like that, it's great to make those connections. And yeah. Network, network. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I got there, I met uh, I met them both. It was um, Steph and... Louise, Rainbow. Louise, yeah. Uh, and they were so lovely. And it, straight away I got that sort of um, family vibe from them, like really nice like vibe. And I left just being like, have I just, have I just <laughs> had my mind changed? Like, I went in to basically sort of be like, thanks, really like, re- re- respect, thanks, but, you know, not, not for me, can't dance. Uh, and left being like, this might actually happen. Aww. And then um, further on down the line, I wrote, like, the main thing as well, I spoke to, like, because uh, I couldn't tell anyone, um, but I did speak to, like, my sister because I wanted to know her opinion um, from a YouTuber perspective and also, like, my parents and like my mates from back home and they uh and they were like well my grandparents my mum was like well, now and granddad would love it because obviously they oh. they do understand youtube but like for them that's like such a big thing for them mm-hmm. it's like something they know and love and that kind of thing my nan who's 95 um she used to dance at blackpool oh. when she was in her 20s oh and that's stuff. so nice so i was like if i could get to that point that's quite far into the competitions but if i can <laughs> yeah it'd be so nice to try and like yeah. Cart her up. I mean, she doesn't travel very well. She's like, a, she's like a delivery meal. She doesn't travel, doesn't travel very well. I mean, they're never as nice when they... Uh, but, yeah, so... And then my mates... Sorry, I just burped. My mates... <laughs> my mates, uh, I knew they would, like, absolutely rip it into me, and they have. They've gone, like, hard on me on the whole outfits and everything. But I know that's that's what a real mate is. Like, they don't... Mm. They know deep down that what I'm doing is really cool, and they're really supportive. But they're just give me a lot of stick but it's um and then other things like they're all my mates getting married they're all because we're at that age now when this probably goes out i'll be 27 <laughs> yeah so we're all getting married back home um and i think it'd be nice to like after you do the first dance to then so, actually be able to dance <laughs> yeah like it's definitely quite a, cool, quite a cool thing to look like to learn um and then I, I put down like potential girlfriend i might get a girlfriend out of it <laughs> you know it's like the list was quite i started really like, scraping the barrel um but it was like the pros like massively outweighed the cons. Like I think the only con I had was like um, lack of social time because I wouldn't be able. I'll be training so hard. Mm-hmm. But then you're socialising with your partner and like everyone on the show and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, I still speak to all the boys. Yeah. All the time anyway. The other thing was um, uh, what else was it? I can't remember. I think that was like one of the only ones. That and like lack of you. I was worried that it might affect my channel. Right. Um, but. That's all fine. I can still make videos and stuff, which is really cool. I think it'd be really cool as well to show like a 
behind the scenes kind of what it's like for a for a, a dance mm-hmm. couple or whatever. So do you think you are you vlogging the experience? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what I can. I've got I think I've got to check, obviously make sure it's okay yeah. with them and stuff. Um but it's uh, I think that's the like obviously that's the reason why part of the reason why they were really keen on me to be on the show is it's I'm a different breed of entertainment. Yeah. Um because the reaction when I got announced was uh, very, very... I'm like the most like controversial announcement I think they've ever had. Cause everyone was so like, funny. Oh, but it's really funny. Cause, like, <laughs> it's all the people who are a certain age. And it's completely understandable. And I don't blame them for saying that. Because they're, they're, like, when I've ever watched the show, there's always been so many people on there that I don't know. Yeah. Um, and for the youngsters, they don't know who a lot of the contestants are on the show either. But it's like, it's funny how the attitude of the the older generation compared to the younger generation the younger ones are so like mature about it being like there's like these this like 45 year old lady like going i don't know him i, I, paid, <laughs> I paid for tv license i don't know him. i want my money back and it's like calm down um shirley <laughs> and then the, it's like the the youngsters are going like well i don't know who this person is but i'm not going to you know i'm going to as soon as episode one starts mm-hmm. you know i'll get to know them oh like, very mature and um and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, by the way, like, Joe's an ambassador for Age UK. Like, just, just a reminder, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's, like, completely, like, it's just, I don't know. Some people just take these things too seriously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a TV show. It's going to run yeah. for three months of the year. After that, we'll be forgotten about. It'll be the next the next one to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, it's a, it's a tiny blip in my life. Or oh, Shirley might be a new subscriber for you. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Is it Shirley? Shirley Wallace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I can't remember. <laughs> um, so we've got one last question. Cool. Um, what piece of advice would you give to future creators? I would say to future creators, don't ever box yourself into one thing. Don't say, I'm the person who does this mm-hmm. and that's it. Always keep your options open. Always think. Like I, I do so many other things. Like I don't just box myself into doing YouTube. I've done obviously the books, I've done the films, and like now doing dancing. It's like I never want to be known as one. And I think another person does that very well is JJ. Like he's never just one thing. People ask him what 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 do you do? You're a YouTuber. He's like, well, no, I do so many different things. Like mm-hmm. you can't just box yourself into one thing. Like, I do. Um, at the moment, I love doing art. So I've started. I'll show you like spray painted like. Been getting to like my sort of arts and stuff, which is really cool. Back to like the whole drawing thing. Yeah. Um, but then it's like thinking, and that's because I genuinely love it. And obviously the music stuff as well. Like I've recently um, started this Spotify account called One Hour Band. Okay. So we like we've got like a paper and a hat. You pull it out. It's the the style of music. Then you've got another one which is the subject, and then you within an hour or around an hour, um, we're quite loose. Uh, <laughs> we try and write a song, record it. Um, and it's, it's an idea that I've seen before like, yeah. I think my friend um, Simon did it before and that's how I got the idea um, and then but it's but I put a twist on it of like we don't know what we're going to get and that's what we've got to make the song about um, and then it's then putting that out as we filmed a video for it okay. and put it on a channel but it's also got the links through to like Apple and um, Spotify and all that kind of stuff which is really cool it's, and it's, it's something that we're especially the, the other music stuff as well that me and Byron are doing that's, we're doing that because it's fun it's like downtime stuff but then it's always like you could make a you can make a business out of it. Mm-hmm. You can make a business out of anything. Like if something that you're passionate about and you're actually having fun doing, you can turn it. It's always good to. I always think if you're enjoying something a lot, think about how you can turn it into a business. 
but don't ever box yourself into one thing and do anything. I like it. No one should say that you have to do that one thing for the rest of your life. Absolutely yeah. not. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jeff, for talking you. to us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about us, we're on Instagram at BBC Studios Talentworks. This podcast is produced by Shola Alegje for BBC Studios. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.